Hey friends, it's Ashley and Jana. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Episode two, Cut and Run of The Bad Batch is now streaming on Disney+. In this episode, we meet an old friend of the clones, get a name drop of a fan favorite, and more of our guys doing what they do best. So before we get into the breakdown, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't have to be a girl to join, only a geek. All right, so episode two, just as good as the first episode, just a little shorter. And that's okay because we don't always have an hour and a half to sit and watch our favorite Star Wars animated series. I mean, we do, but we won't be <laughs> okay. greedy about it. I mean, we'll make time and you know oh, okay. we will. <laughs> that's fair. We can make time or we will make time. But sometimes it's nice to have a short one and just rewatch the same short one over and over rather than True. rewatching the long one over and over. Because then your family goes, dude, are you ever coming to hang out with us? You're like, I need to watch this one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. It also makes a breakdown a little shorter. So, you know, podcast episodes a little bit shorter, but that's great because then we have time to record more episodes during the week of other, you know, good things. Very true. So anyway, Ashley is back with another great breakdown. And so we're going to get right into it. And yeah, let's talk about episode two, Cut and Run. See what our bad boys are up to. All right. Well, gone is the Clone Wars intro, so we don't get the narrator. And that's good because the Bad Batch is technically after the Clone Wars. It's its own thing. It has been called the spiritual successor of the Clone Wars by um, producer Brad Rao. So there you go. We just get the Bad Batch logo. Wrecker and Omega are cute as ever passed out right because omega had to explore the ship she's never left camino she's never left that building so for her this is all new so she was super excited and i guess wrecker was more than happy to also be super excited because like we said before he's kind of like a child himself but as they're sleeping echo and hunter discuss what to do about omega because they are really not equipped to be taking care of a child they arrive on j19 that's in the outer rim It's Omega's first time anywhere, like I said, and her reaction to stepping outside the ship, seeing the sunshine, the dirt, the flowers, the bugs, the creatures, it's very much like when Rapunzel leaves the tower for the first time. Like, best day ever. Like, what is this? Oh, it's dirt. I love it. It's great. Like, everything is great to her. She's so excited. And, you know, they're walking around. They're trying to go to their friend's house. Wrecker sets off the security alarm because he thinks that, it, you know, oh, this is going to keep me out. And then he manages to back into the infrared tripwire. Oh, Wrecker. But we see who exactly the friend is. And it's Cut. He is from the Clone Wars. And he's with his wife, Sue. And again, like the Clone War thing, you're like, yay, Cut to Sue. What were you going to say? I know you wanted to say something about Wrecker. Oh, no, it was totally about Wrecker. I was going to be like, it's just Wrecker wrecking things. Like, there's literally a reason that is his name. It's not just because he wants to blow things up all the time and play with, like, explosives. He, I mean, he's literally like a bull in a china shop. He's just... Yes. He's, he's not quiet or 
stealthy. I mean, he's he's a wrecking ball. <laughs> yes, I was good. I was just thinking, I'm like, he would love Ralph from Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh my gosh, they would be besties. <laughs> like Wreck It Ralph and Wrecker, like. I'm on a wreck it. Like, I feel like Wrecker would be like, that's the best line ever. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to wreck it. I'm not blowing it up. I'm going to wreck it. Yes, yes, he would. It's a really good analogy. Mm-hmm. They yeah. should they should meet each other in another, like, multiverse of some, you know, like a yes. what series of Star yes. Wars meets, yes. you know, Disney, or, Pixar, all those yeah, things. Or, or if we get another kind of, like, you know, immersion type scene like we got with the Disney princesses and yes, the Oh My Disney sequence exactly. in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh my goodness. Let's put, I mean, do we make this like a hashtag, you know, Dora Milaje cut request? <laughs> Where it's I like mean, a hashtag. We got to think about what the hat. <laughs> Ooh, Wrecker, Wreck-It Ralph. I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see these okay. guys together. So Cut and Sue take them back to their house. They're talking about, you know, what's been going on. And they name drop a very um, famous name. He's a fan favorite. And that is Captain Rex. So out of all the clones and all the galaxies, everybody knows who Captain Rex is. He is Ahsoka's BFF. He's Anakin and Obi-Wan, like, constantly with them. He's basically the main clone, right? Like, there's Boba Fett. And then there's Captain Rex. Okay, like those are the names you know. He was that favorite along with Commander Cody when he was a kid. So yes, yeah. I mean, I think he was actually. I'm ninety nine percent sure he was Captain Rex at Halloween one year. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, uh, you know they they don't know where Rex went. So we don't know where Rex is. However, in I believe it was the sizzle reel for Bad Batch. There's a glimpse of Rex and his armor. Now, Rex has very distinguished armor, much like the Bad Batch does. His has the blue, the white, and the blue. So, I have a feeling he'll show up later. And right now, they're just discussing that Rex told them that these clones are being mind-controlled, and da-da-da-da-da, and Omega goes, oh yeah, it's the inhibitor chips. And they're like, what? The inhibitor chips? And again, you know, they look at tech like, why didn't you tell us? And he goes, I thought it was obvious. And I think that's when Wrecker is like, what's obvious? (laughs) (laughs) I love him. They crack me up too because like, you know, tech is constantly like throwing out these little like, what, you guys didn't know that? Like I thought it was obvious kind of. Right. Like these moments and the, you know, Echo and um, Hunter will be like, dude, you need to tell us these things. And then Wrecker will be like, what? Huh? I totally missed it. What are we talking about? And you're just like, wow, I can't with you right now. Like, you just need to go back to your... To wrecking stuff. (laughs) Go back to your corner, keep playing with your Legos, and we'll come to you when we need you. (laughs) Yes. It's hilarious. Uh, Omega goes outside to play with Cut and Sue's children. And Cut and Hunter have a conversation about Omega. Cut's like, a look. So the, the people who engineered the clones, he he says, look, they don't do things by accident, right? Like Clone Force 99 is an experimental unit, but it was experimental on purpose. It wasn't like they just one day woke up and were like, oh, they're, they have deviant genetics. No, they were engineered that way. Oh, so, yeah. Um, that was a an intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Omega is also intentionally who she is. And... We have yet to see what her what specific purpose that she was crafted for. Because like a, we mentioned in the episode one breakdown, each one of the Bad Batch has a special skill set. 
So what is Omegas? We don't know. However. But she's putting out a vibe. She's putting out a vibe. She totally has, she's a good shot in episode one. She's never mm-hmm. shot a blaster, like boomerang, anything. And she manages to take a guy out. So, hmm. As Jana would say, it's a little sus. <laughs> it's totally sus. Uh, in the background of the town, if you wanted to see some other familiar, like, Star Wars-type creatures and faces, you get R2 units. There's a Rodian, a Bith, all kinds of people walking around on this planet. However, this is what's interesting about the Bad Batch. Now, we know what happened before the Empire came to power. And with the original trilogy, we know what happened after the Empire came to power. But not the in-between. Like, what was that transition like? And the Bad Batch is really kind of exploring that aspect of Star Wars lore that we haven't really seen on camera. Because even when Rebels came about, it was already... The Empire was well-established at that point. You know? And... Right now, it's just, it's the immediate transfer of power. And how does that affect, like, the civilians and now the clones? So they learn that in order to get off the planet, because Cut has decided it's not safe to stay there anymore. He's got to get his wife and his kids off this planet. However, they learn that Republic credits are not going to be valid unless they have a chain code. A chain code is a type of identification that contains biographical information about each person essentially the empire is using these to register people boba fett revealed his code in the mandalorian if you remember i believe it was the finale with the you know he kind of does it on his armor and it pops up in the air basically you need one of those to get off the planet and because cut is a deserter of the clone army he can't get one so that's going to be a problem However, Tech, being the smart guy he is, is like, all we need is some chain codes, and I can reprogram them. So all we need to do is go to the ship impound lot. It's totally going to be fine. This is a great plan. Well, while they're working on that, Omega finds herself face-to-face with a Nexu, which is a cat-like lizard creature, first seen in Attack of the Clones and also the Clone Wars. Sue is like, hey, Hunter, children are going to get into trouble because they don't listen. Essentially, Mm -hmm. she didn't say that, but that's what she meant because she's a mom. So she's totally like, because they don't listen. They're always going to be like, let's go play with the killer lizard cats. Totally fine, mom. I mean, I guess they look cute. I mean, you know, it's not like the loath cat or the loath wolf. No, no, no. Now those, I'd totally be like, I'm playing with this. This is awesome. But yeah, um, so essentially Hunter realizes that he needs he thinks Omega would be better off with Cut and Sue. He wants her to go with them. And Sue goes, are you sure this is what you want? And Hunter says, it's what she needs. And there's that whole like reluctant father. But he like you were saying in our episode one breakdown, like he just cares a lot because, yeah, it's going to hurt him. He wants her to stay, but he feels in his heart that it's best for her. To not be with them. And that's a hard thing, but that shows that he truly cares about her. Yep. So Tech has his plan. All right, we're back. Tech has a plan. He and Echo, they're going to get into the clone station to steal chain codes. And how are they going to do this? They're going to call in their ship as abandoned to be impounded in the ship, like the lot. Totally fine, right? Wrong. Omega also happens to be on the ship. <laughs> Sounds like nothing could go wrong with that plan. I mean. Not at all. You've seen this in like a hundred movies. People just do, you know, things like this. 
They didn't think this through. <laughs> no. Although Tech is very confident, right? He's like, it's the best. It's the best plan. Like, I've already thought all through the scenarios. But what he didn't fit, configure into that scenario was that Omega was also on the ship with them. Yeah. So she's all like, hey, guys, let's do this. And Echo's like, oh, my God, this kid. You know, obviously they can't say this and they wouldn't because it's Star Wars and it's a kid show. But like if this were an actual real life scenario, I guarantee those are not the words he was thinking in his head. Oh, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) But it's a kid show. This is a family friendly podcast. So we're going to move on. But it's just like I can imagine like if that were (laughs) me, like, can you imagine like there was like just (sighs) actually happening in my life? I'd be like. I'm what are you actually so doing? So hard. <laughs> yes. Like, Your butt is, is mine. Happening right now. Yes. Like you've ruined everything. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. So as you can imagine, nothing goes as planned. <laughs> Tech, Echo, and Wrecker hold off the troopers while Omega delivers the chain code. So I guess something went right. Tech was able to get the chain codes. And Echo, like, they got him into Omega's hands, so that's fine. But they've drawn the attention of all these clone troopers. So now the guys are holding him off while she delivers chain codes to Cut, who's in line to board this transport ship with his family and Hunter. She did not know that Tech was making an extra one for her so that she could go with Cut. And she's definitely hurt that Hunter wants her to leave. But we see Mm. her walk off with the family. And we're all sad. The codes worked, thankfully. Cut, Sue, and their kids, and Omega, seem to safely board the transport ship. Hunter joins up with the rest of the batch in order to escape with their ship that, you know, Tech had impounded. Omega, however, had other plans. She shows up, rushes in to try to help, and together they leave the planet. Hunter and Omega share a beautiful moment where... They kind of have this heart to heart and he's like, look, kid, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but if this is where you want to be, then here's where you can stay. And we cut to black and we don't know where they're going next. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Who are they going to run into? And we do know that I'm sure we'll probably see it in episode three. The Tarkin wants their uh, unit found and destroyed. So we know Crosshair is eventually going to come back and be after them. Oh, he's such a tool. I mean, like, literally, he is a tool of the <laughs> Empire. <laughs> yes, that's so true. So true. So, yeah. It was a good episode. I really want to see what Omega, like, becomes or develops into mm-hmm. because she definitely has some, I mean, well, clearly she has some powers of some sort. The question is what? Exactly. Because I think even meeting her in that first episode, you can kind of get that. The like vibe. she has a vibe. She's just putting out, you know, as I joked with Megan, I was like, uh, we have a we have a friend that we do a lot of nerdy stuff with. She was just like, oh, you know, she was like, what do you think about Omega? Do you think she's whatever? And we were like, oh, yeah, she's got something. And I think I joked about how she had like an aura. And I was like, well, maybe it's the fluorescent lights on the ship, but <laughs> she's definitely putting out something. But yeah, she just has that. Like, there's an essence about her for sure that's intentional. So you know that. Right. And we may or may not have had confirmation of that when we interviewed Dee Bradley Baker, I, who voices all is, the clones, except Omega. because mm-hmm. That is true. She, Yes, we were told she was integral to the story. Mm-hmm. She's integral to the story. 
he mentions that she, you know, he said powers and he threw in a maybe after that. But I'm like, yeah. I see what you did there. Wink, I, wink. <laughs> I think he worded it that she had her own interesting potential of powers is what. And the only reason I know that's yes. in that article, like not long ago today. Yeah, she has potential for, you know, potential powers. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. They totally (laughs) added a maybe. We were like, "Uh, uh uh-huh. He's like, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see all of that unfold. We were like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Cool story. Sure. (laughs) Cool story, bro. Yep. Cool story. (laughs) But. But yeah, no, she definitely, she definitely has something. Although I would say common sense might not be it. Since she went beyond the fence and almost got eaten by a lizard cat. You know, but she's a child, so children do dumb things. I mean, that is true. You know. Facts. Facts. <laughs> and we don't really know how old she is. Like, is she, like, a 10-year-old child or is she, like, a 15-year-old child? Like, I get the impression she's pretty young, so. Yeah, I would say if out of those two ages, I'd lean more towards 10 than I would Yeah, totally. Which in my head then makes it, like, oh, oh, I went and, like, touched the pretty cat over the side of the whatever, like – not smart choices. So, <laughs> you know. Yes, I need Hunter going, make good choices next yeah, year, next episode. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay with us, but I need you to make good choices because we and, don't. <laughs> and then Wrecker going, what's good choices? Ah, yeah. Wreck stuff. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And you can totally tell, like, he's, like, the coolest because Cut and Sue's kids are like, Uncle Wrecker. Like, they're oh, so yeah. excited. They don't care about any of the other ones, but they're like, Uncle Wrecker's here. So he's the cool uncle that comes in, like, feeds you candy and, like, lets you watch movies or something. Like, your parents won't let you watch. And then he leaves. Well, like, he's that uncle. <laughs> and because I still have Falcon and the Winter Soldier so, like, burned into my head because it's so recent in a way he kind of reminds me of like Bucky in that sense like in that end scene when he shows up at Sam's family home and he's like coming in with cake and he's got the kids hanging from his arm like that kind of reminds me of something yeah. like Wrecker would do <laughs> yes, like I could see Wrecker being like oh I'm the, I'm the comedian yes coming in here with like the <laughs> parlor tricks <laughs> yeah I mean, so it ended. We don't know where they're going, but obviously they're on the run. So we'll see where it goes in episode yeah. three. But I'm excited about it. And like I said, like we've said before, like, you know, each time I watch these guys, I, like, I kind of fall more and more in love with them. You know, they're just great. It's a great group of characters. Um, Deep Bradley Baker, obviously voicing all of them is doing just, I mean, gosh, the guy's like a wizard. You he know? is. It's it's madness how good he is at portraying what five of them all at once and and i realized like at the moment crosshair is not hanging out in there as often like maybe as like the first episode but the fact that the four of them are continually interacting with each other in every scene like I would love to see a clip of him actually just, you know, even like three minutes worth of him interacting with himself in that studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That and I mean, there's also random, you know, still clone troopers around, even in episode two, like they have yeah. to deal with them. So it's like he's voicing the bad batch and kind of going back and forth. And then he's got to turn it around and be like, okay, I'm a clone trooper. And, um, you know, yes, drop into it's that. So crazy. So, 
for the most part, other than Omega, it's like he's he's acting he's with himself. <laughs> <laughs> he is the whole show. He's like ninety nine percent of the show. Yeah, and he's doing it's like it I as- just can't imagine. Like that's got to be so wild. Yeah, I just imagine him like standing to one side when he's like wrecker, and then he has to go to the other side if he's totally. hunter. And um, you know, like tech always has something in his hand, so I just imagine him like holding his phone to pretend he's yes. tech. Like it's just it's so it's so cool to think about the, that and like the effort and stuff he's got to put into mm-hmm. it. But, Agreed. But I love these guys, and it's it's kind of why the clones. He's the reason why you know before I know you and I have both been to. Like con- like cons and when we were at Star Wars Celebration, there was a whole group of clone people dressed up like clone troopers. Yeah, and they the different armor, and it's because of him and their different personalities. Like in this group, I can't wait to see, you know, the cosplays and stuff that come out of the Bad Batch. Oh, they're gonna be so good. Yes, I need a yeah. I need a Wrecker costume though to fit my son because he loves Wrecker. I mean, he probably so could be Wrecker, you know. Um, Just... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Gonna wreck it. And now I need to see that. Now it's like burned into my head. Wrecker and Wreck-It Ralph. You know, it wouldn't be that challenging to also make a, like a gif of Wrecker doing his thing with like the music from Wreck-It Ralph underneath it. True. I'm just saying that's a thing that has to happen. Oh, I think we got some homework. It should happen for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for listening again to our podcast, the Geek Girls Universe. As always, if you have something you want to share with us, tweet us at that Ashley Aaron and Whiskey and Sunshine. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.